Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Monster Truck Podcast here on AllMonster.com. Thanks for taking a look today at our interview with Jim Burns of Mechanical Mischief, Rockford, Illinois native, and he is the last of a dying breed. He is a guy that has built his own truck from the ground up with his own parts and runs it independently. He has been doing this for 10 years. He is a fantastic driver. He might not always sound super excited about this sport, but his passion comes through in this interview, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. Well, it's Jim Burns with uh, Mechanical Mischief, and talking to Robbie here about uh, fun and exciting first quarter coming up here. It's going to be my probably my biggest first quarter. You know, I never really ran a, a full first quarter, you know, being nine or ten weekends. I always... You know, maybe did six to eight at the most. With the full-time job back home, you know, it's hard to uh, dedicate uh, the time. And You know, I only get so much vacation time to, to go out and do shows uh, for first quarter. So I'm always running back and forth from from the show to come back to work for three days, maybe, and back out on the road to the next venue. So, but uh, this this first quarter looks like it's going to be probably nine nine or ten weekends so yeah i'm definitely excited definitely to, uh, to do a full schedule that's what's up the work the work schedule is not usually a problem for a lot of people that aren't privateers and that's one of the things that i wanted to talk to you about man was you know i'm not saying that they're a dying breed because they're not but we see less and less people on monster jam that really do get a full schedule i think that speaks a lot to the to how far you've come uh, as a as a driver, as a performer, and you don't always sound excited, but I've been around you enough to know that you, you're excited about this stuff and you like this stuff, and and that's kind of why you got into it. So, for those that aren't informed, for those that aren't aware, tell us how Jim Burns, the monster truck fan, turned into Jim Burns, the monster truck driver. Well, oh geez, it started, uh, you know, as a little kid, as any other little kid out there that goes to the shows and says man the monster trucks are pretty cool and as you get a little bit older you think well man that sure would be fun to do you know but you just never you know it's kind of a smaller you know thing a smaller organization it's like well how would you ever get involved or how do you go about it well for me it was uh, yeah I worked two jobs after high school and started building my own chassis back in 2000 and it took seven years to, to finish it you know because obviously a monster truck is quite expensive every little part and piece is, is expensive so yeah it just takes a, a heck of a lot of dedication to uh, to stick with it and you know uh, yeah just meeting other drivers along the way um, hooked up with Mark Schrader with Devastator many many years ago and crewed at some shows for him you know learned all the background of everything you know what what went on at the shows and what it took to to make it through a weekend you know as far as breakage you can't just uh show up and unload out of the trailer and fall apart because yeah that's that ain't gonna ain't gonna cut it so um you know i learned a lot from him and and many other drivers along the way and so yeah yeah it's gone gone pretty well for me <laughs> understatement of the year hey listen who were your do you remember your first show and do you remember who maybe the first few drivers were that kind of caught your eye as far as just 
watching them perform? Oh, I don't really recall the first show. You mean the first show I went to to yeah. as a spectator? Yeah, yeah, as a fan. Uh, I would say it was it was probably here in Rockford at, at my hometown show at the Metro Center, and that probably would have been late eighties, probably eighty. 88, maybe as early as 87, somewhere when it was United States Hot Rod Association back then. But that would have probably been my first, was here at home and did uh, quite a few shows as a as a youngster. My dad had uh, dragged, me, dragged me along and around to, to the uh, shows. We had a lot of, you know, four-wheel jamborees and stuff at fairgrounds in the area. And yeah, just... It never went away from me, you know. It was uh, I decided that's what I wanted to do, and and I was going to do it no matter what it took, whether you know I ever succeeded or not. You know, I was going to do it, and here we are. You know, been doing it for ten years, and it, it seems like maybe four. You know, at the most, <laughs> time flies. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So. I'm not uh, the last of a dying breed in a weird sort of way. I would say you you may have one of the only home built chassis left on the on the circuit from that stuff. When you built your first one, I can remember it being a family affair, as you talked about with your dad. Um, I was lucky enough to go out there, and I actually went out there with Mark to watch you test the truck when you were getting everything in order. And uh, still got the pictures up there somewhere uh, on the website. And you guys can check out MechanicalMistress4x4.com if you want to do that. Uh, but from that first test run, man, I always wanted to ask you about that. Uh, when you finally saw, you know, the, the seven years of putting everything together, scrapping for every little part to build your own monster truck, how did it feel once you finally got behind the wheel and started to run? Uh, it's, I guess, a hard, hard feeling to explain. Um... Yeah, super excited, you know, to actually see that the thing, the thing worked, you know, because yeah, we were dealing with uh, outdated technology. To be honest, when I when I <laughs> started putting it together, and uh, to see that it still goes out and does what it does today is 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 amazing, you know. To be honest, I suppose I can't go out there and and fly the thing like Tom Mentz and uh, whoever else for any extended period of time because yes it, it probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't take that and and I realize that and you know but yeah it's it's been great to uh to see it actually work from from day 1 and uh survive as well as it has and do the performance that it does and I guess I drive it to to its limit I guess you know I don't uh try and push push the envelope too much because yeah the truck has to like i said it's got to make it through the through the weekend you know you can't let uh, let the fans down you know you can't show up on on friday on a four show weekend and and break down and that just doesn't just doesn't work so yeah looks bad uh, looks looks bad to the promoters when you go out there and uh, break your stuff up trying to be a superstar right away on friday night they've still got seats to fill for saturday and sunday and you know, I wanted to talk to you about that as a as an independent driver. You know, your goals are probably a little bit different than, let's just say, Tom Mintz or, or somebody like that. Now, Tom, of course, worked his way up as a as a privateer too. But for you, you started off that way, and it's it stayed that way. Uh, 
talk a little bit about what your goals are coming into a weekend show. You know, having kind of the restrictions that you have monetarily and and from a you have to fix everything standpoint. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit stressful in that regard. That yes, you know, you've got to you've got to do uh, you know do what you're there to do and 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 make it through the weekend. You know, if, over the years, you you learn what what's the you know weakest link, I guess, and and stock up on that stuff and uh, have extra stuff in the trailer to uh, to make it through the weekend. You know, I suppose if you if I blew a motor or something like that, then pretty much along with everybody else, you kind of done for the weekend. And, and that happened to me here a couple of years ago. Um, you know, I had a pretty rough first quarter. We went through two motors, and to be to be honest, the first motor that was in the truck when I first built it was in there for seven seven years, which is unbelievable. Unheard of in, yeah. Yeah, in any form of motorsports. You know, you're lucky if you're your daily driver driver uh, vehicle will, you know, last seven years sometimes. That's, that's got to uh, be some kind of record, yeah. man, for a monster truck? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, and it, it never came out. It never came out of the frame rails. I pulled oil pan and jammed rod main bearings in it a few times. But, no, seven years. And then uh, we, bang, bang, went through two in, in four weeks. So, wow. Oh, it caught up to me. Uh, caught up to me pretty quick but still that's pretty good uh pretty good track record yeah yeah your average is still pretty solid now you you mentioned it at the time that you're at a show here in rockford and that that kind of holds a, a a pretty special place in your heart of course being an illinois guy uh i remember going to your first your first show uh with the truck after you did the testing in the field your family was there watching and everything feel good got a show booked with the felon mark schrader at the Rockford Speedway, and, and and you hit well, you had Rockford, and then you also did Lacrosse. Now I don't remember; it's been a while ago. I believe that first show was in Lacrosse for you with the truck, right? The first time you were hitting cars in front of fans. Yep, yep. Lacrosse would have been the first one, and Mark wasn't there. I think he was elsewhere. But it was me and uh, Jocelyn Parrot, Little Miss Dangerous. That was my first uh, first show. Yeah, definitely uh, quite nervous, even at a at a small little speedway deal like that but uh yeah yeah it went uh, went perfect really yeah i just I, I remember being there and helping out somewhere somewhere we must have just gone up to support you either way um, yeah it's it's crazy to see how far you, you've come i mean people that don't know and dustin and i talked about this on on our first podcast uh people that don't have never been inside a monster truck and driven it they don't realize how hard it is to actually do this. And I said, you know, I will never make fun of the guy that gets a nine in freestyle ever again after I got to just get in and drive a truck in and park it in the pits and then drive it back and park it again. It's hard. And and how did you feel when you started going through that whole learning curve and that whole process? Because, you know, little Jim that went to the show in 1987 uh, grew into big Jim that built his own monster truck. But, you know, you can only get so much practice on other other types of motorsports vehicles before you hop in the truck and go hey this is pretty hard how, how did you feel when you were there and and just cutting your teeth and getting going at those those uh two truck deals and fairgrounds and little little deals like that well yeah it's kind of hard to explain i guess but i guess it's uh 
you know, in my head, like anybody else, you know, I've been driving it for 20 years, you know, <laughs> in my mind, you know, I, I kind of had the, the idea figured out that, uh, yeah, when you, uh, when the truck got airborne, you couldn't just pour the coals to it, you know, and hold the throttle to the floor, or stuff would explode, so I kind of, kind of had that figured out, and I guess just watching people, you know, I kind of knew what I had to do, and I guess, uh, my first show was a little rough, you know, if you, if I watched the video, I said, well, I wasn't really doing that right, or this right, or, you know, I always saw trucks pull up to the cars, and, and floor it, and, you know, they'd do a, a good wheelie, stand straight up and down, and I thought that was cool, and definitely wanted that experience, but, so that's in my mind what I was <laughs> that's what I was attempting to do my my first few shows and all the truck would do was jump in the air and fly I'm like well hmm, not quite doing something right there but yeah it was just a speed thing you know you had to slow down a little bit I was going too fast but it's kind of hard to judge speed from watching it to sitting in the seat it's yeah totally a, a different experience or different feeling but Right. Yeah, after the first show, you know, I think I was good. I think I had uh, had it figured out. Definitely. So as you as you're progressing through there, and and at that time, you know, YouTube wasn't quite what it is today. You know, you couldn't necessarily sure. see a video of your run after every time and go back and analyze. And you know that that's something that you have to rely on other drivers, other crew guys, people that are around you to say, yeah, that looked good, or no, that didn't. Uh, you can know how it feels, but then it may you may think, like you said, that you're working in working overtime in there and, and maybe just a little change here or there helps. So uh, did you have a lot of people, you know, giving you advice as far as other drivers and stuff like that? And, you know, if so, who who was really uh, like a mentor or somebody that, that really pulled you through and helped you improve as a driver? Um, well, I mean, Mark helped me out. Uh, you know, we had watched a, a video or two here and there of, uh, of a run that I did and, and, you know, made a few pointers here and there and, and uh, I remember the first show uh, there in Lacrosse with Jocelyn. She's like, oh, you know, he did, he did great. You know, even she said, she said, gosh, I wish I, you know, could have drove that good on my first show. You know, so she said, yeah, everything looked good. And everybody else I talked to, yeah, I said, you know, looks like you're, you do fine. And the truck wasn't uh, breaking parts left and right, so that was the the key thing to me. I was like, well, if it's not breaking stuff and people say it looks good then i'm going to keep doing the same thing so. definitely it, and you know i would argue that it's harder to run a full weekend and put a truck on the trailer than it is to run out there and uh splatter your stuff all over the place with no budget <laughs> it might be something that's a little bit more difficult to actually put uh, put in full runs for everything and uh you do that a lot and i think you know correct me if i'm wrong but I would say that you you have a pretty good reputation for that, and that's not to say that it's uh, you know not good performances either. I'd say it's hard to put in a good performance and still not break anything. That may be the hardest job in monster trucks. Would you agree with that? Oh sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, every, the truck trucks roll over all the time, and that's really not you know not a big deal anymore. You know, you flip it back over and make sure all the fluids are full and and get out and and go again, you know, but, uh, you know, the hard crashes that are ripping axles out and drive shafts and every other thing, it's like, yeah, after a while, it's like, 
you know, that, that gets old, you know. I <laughs> had a few uh, pretty hard rolls and stuff and break wheels off and whatever. It's like, yeah, you know, that, uh, after a few nights doing that, it's uh, it's definitely a job. It's, it's, it's not that much fun when you've uh, got to stay up all night and you've got a pit party at 11.30 the next morning, you know. But uh, that's what we do, and that's part of what comes, comes with this is uh, dedication to, uh, you know, making it go yeah when you're in when you're in the stands you're not you're not dreaming of fixing the truck till four in the morning right <laughs> right. right what is what is yeah. going along with that not to be negative but uh, i'm just curious what is the in quote-unquote worst night that you've had as far as breakage with a monster truck how late have you been up what broke on the truck what was the process there and, and how did what was running through uh, your mind well it's happened numerous times you know not as not as many as as others that I've seen fight with it, but uh, uh, I remember doing a, a smaller show in Iowa on the Fourth of July, and I think that was—it's been years ago now. I think it was on a a Monday or something. Might have been a Sunday or a Monday, and I had to be to work the next day, and it was you know only a five-hour drive or something like that, but had everything gone perfectly I would have been out of there by you know nine o'clock ish or something like that maybe even a little earlier but uh it was the first time I'd jumped the school bus and I was a little bit nervous about that of course but uh, the, the bus jump went fine and came back around to hit the regular old set of five cars and hit it a few times and yep I swung around said well this is the last hit headed to the pits and hit and the truck went yeah pretty vertical and pretty much well it landed on one wheel on the last car and threw it really hard to the passenger side and and uh on the landing it ripped the front wheel off and i didn't know it ripped the wheel off until the truck finally came to a stop there and looking out the window and i saw the front wheel rolling you know out and away from me i said oh well yeah, that's not good. So that took, uh, you know, some extra time to get that all put back together, enough to get it in the trailer and uh, head for home, you know, to uh, make it to work in the morning. And that was kind of a, yeah, reality check there that sometimes, you know, stuff doesn't uh, doesn't go as planned. Definitely, yeah. Uh, now you have, you have some people every once in a while that will come out and help you out, but... Uh, You've rolled into shows pretty much by yourself in in some cases. Uh, what would you say now? You know, looking at you know being in here, this is the tenth anniversary. Uh, sponsors help people that you want to you know kind of talk about that that have helped you with those kind of weekends. Um, I mean, there's been yeah yeah countless countless people and friends that help out. Um, you know, Bob was a true guy there. He helped uh, Schrader for quite a while and still does from time to time and he crewed for me on the road uh you know on and off here and there and uh the biggest my biggest help by far has got to be my wife here you know she she's always been there for me through the good through the bad and yeah we've yeah seen uh, more and done more on the road you know than uh, most people see in a lifetime for sure just we've been you know anybody you know, stranded in snowstorms and 30 below and nothing wants to work. And yeah. <laughs> I can remember, I can remember a couple weekends like that. <laughs> mm-hmm, 
I think you were with me one weekend when we were, I think we went to Council Bluffs. And yep. <laughs> across I-80 there, and it had been closed for a while, and they reopened it, and it wasn't uh, wasn't a great trip, but we made it, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, anybody will tell you that. The same stories, you know. I like think you, uh... That he said, I can tell you horror stories from day one, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I was gonna say I think you did better at the casino that weekend than as far as luck with parts and and weather. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes you you, you got to get away and uh, yeah, we wandered over to the casino and uh, I don't know, it wasn't uh, a huge win, but I think there I don't know, might have been three four hundred bucks or something. But at least paid for fuel, I guess. You know? Yeah, got a wheelie contest victory along with it. Now, uh, as you when you started out. Uh, you you also mentioned Kohler there, Jim Kohler, and uh, you might be the only two independent gyms on the circuit. Now he's a guy that takes a little bit of a different approach, um, but kind of still some of the same roots and and even close to the same area. Uh, I've seen you around him a lot, and he's mentioned a lot of help and stuff like that. Um, talk about him for a little bit and kind of what your experiences with him going through this whole monster truck thing together. Oh well, yeah, I mean Kohler's. The same way. I mean, he started out with a dream, you know. He went from, you know, mud trucks and whatever to, hey, let's, you know, give a monster truck a try. And, and well, you know, what can you say? It uh, really worked out well for him, you know. But he's, he's gone through the same thing. But he he's obviously pushed, you know, harder than I have and harder than 90% of the people, you know. He's just, uh, that's how he is. He's... He's all out all the time, and um, but yeah, same thing. In the early days, you know, I remember him tearing stuff up just left and right. You know, wheels, axles, everything, shocks, <laughs> four link bars. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's finally got a a pretty sturdy piece under him there, and uh, you know, built to uh, take some pretty serious punishment. Definitely. Now your your truck's built and taken a lot of punishment as well. Uh, you've had a lot of different uh, ideas. You got the garage uh, that you were always slaving away, and you'd come home from work and then work on the truck and stuff. Is there ever a point where you were like, "Man, I'm just gonna just gonna save my pennies or take out a loan and and maybe call up Dan Patrick or call up the latest hottest chassis builder or even call up Jim Kohler and get a, a piece of your own instead of going from the ground up like you did?" Well, I don't. Yeah, yeah. There was certain certain points there along the way that you know I mean like I told I tell everybody I never built so much as a as a go-kart you know when I was a kid you know of course sure we played with uh, erector set or Legos and built stuff but that's a lot different so yeah truly not much background in any type of fabrication really I mean we you know me and a couple other buddies built a, a demo car or two and and I had a a hot rod street car, you know, a drag car, but that's not, it's not the same thing, you know, it's just totally not the same thing, but yeah, I went out and bought a, uh, a manual tube bender, uh, a notcher for the drill press, and a, and a welder, and yeah, just, uh, threw some stuff on a sawhorse there, and went to it, I mean, yeah, I had, uh, a few measurements here and critical measurements here and there from some other trucks late at night, you know, it'd be at a show somewhere and run around with the tape measure and say, yeah, this needs to be about like this and <laughs> that needs to be about like that. And yeah, I, 
to it. And yeah, that's, but yeah, to be honest, yeah, yeah, through the process, there were some, some bumps along the way. And I mean, that's, that's where the name of the truck, Mechanical Mischief, came from. Was one night in the shop, I was, you know, putting a, an X brace in the main frame rails where I thought it should be and went to kind of position the motor and transmission where it needed to be. And yeah, sure enough, the uh, X brace that I just put in was right in the way of <laughs> where, where the mo- transmission needed to be. So I just kind of looked at it and said, well, I'm getting pretty tired of all this mechanical mischief and kind of, yeah, shut the door on the shop for the night and went back the next morning and said, well, okay, I guess that's not that big a deal. We'll just get the sawzall and cut that out and move it, you know, ahead of a foot or whatever. But that was really the only big, big hiccup along the way was, was some of that stuff not quite lining up or being where it needed to be. And I guess that's with anything, you know, built from scratch your first time. It's just not going to be perfect. Yeah, I, I would challenge anybody out there to try to do what Jim Burns has done, guys, as far as building your own truck, running your own truck, and starting to to go on the path towards now. I mean, frankly, Monster Jam's the biggest show in town, and now you've got a full schedule with them, one of one of only a few privateers that do that. So, uh, talk a little bit about going from your early days doing you know the the little shows here and there to kind of building up your name, building up the truck, and building up a schedule. And, and eventually working your way to the to the Monster Jam side of things. And now you're pretty much a locked. Everybody knows that you're on Monster Jam. You've been on TV. How did that whole process get started? And and was it your goal to work for, for the biggest one on, on TV? Or was it just, I want to have a monster truck and, and run this deal? Yeah, that's all it was to me was, was uh, just, I wanted a monster truck. You know, that's what we were going to do, whether whether the thing ever did a show or not you know, was was a guess, you know, I didn't know, who knew, you know, if, if uh, anybody would hire just Joe Blow off the street or what, what have you, but um, that really wasn't my goal was to, to run for Monster Jam, of course I wanted to, I mean, that would have been, in the days when I was building the truck and going to shows, I mean, that would have been a dream come true, and, you know, I'd be like, well, yeah, who knows if that'll ever happen, but. Uh, it happened pretty quick, you know, I did the, like, I don't know if it was three or four shows there uh, that fall, and I kind of owe the, the Monster Jam thing to, to Mark, um, you know, he put in a good word for me, he said, hey, this guy built a truck, you know, he's a good guy, he's, he's uh, you know, mechanically inclined, obviously, to, to build his own truck, so. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of your, that was kind of your resume, was it not? Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, so he... And, uh, you know, yeah, I owe some to him, for sure. He said, you know, told, uh, at that time, I guess, Keith, with Monster Jam, you know, hey, give this guy a shot. You know, he's been around me for a while, seems to know what he's doing, and built a truck, give him a try. And I think uh, maybe that first year I did three shows for him in the first quarter, and, yeah, they all went uh, went pretty well. I don't think I really had too many issues, probably a little bit tentative or, you know, reserved for a Monster Jam show, but hey, I was just getting started and had no clue, uh, you know, what, what I needed to do at a, a bigger show like that, And but uh, 
time went on. I, I think I've run for him almost every year for yeah. uh, 10 years. So. What was your your very first show for them? Well, <clears throat> I believe it was Wichita, Kansas, I believe. Okay, gotcha. Do you remember much Wichita. about that weekend or... You know, kind of how how you oh, felt as far uh, yeah, as like, yeah, did you have oh, a moment yeah, to smell yeah. the roses? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, well, it was pretty good in my, you know, early days. That was a pretty good drive to, to Wichita, which oh, yeah, it's not that far anymore. But uh, I remember it was in the motorhome. Was not quite finished. It was uh, partially finished, but we didn't have any insulation or a heat or or anything like that in the motorhome and me and a friend of mine headed down there and got in the building there and first night I remember it was it was pretty cold and we slept on the floor in the in the building well not on the concrete floor but you know back in a, one of the locker rooms or something because we didn't want to sleep outside in the motorhome because it was cold and um, they caught on to that the second day so we had to rough it in the motorhome with the space heater and and whatever, but as far as the truck performing and making it through the weekend, everything uh, went well. I remember uh, Mike Bodders was there. Um, he's, you know, helped me out quite a few times. He was actually the first one that looked at my chassis uh, way back when, when it was, oh, probably half to three-quarters of the way done. I brought it down to uh, my local show here at Rockford. Bodders was there, and I brought it down on a flatbed truck and uh, asked them to look at it because if anybody knew it would have been Vodders for sure he built everything you know from scratch since uh, day one as well and yeah he kind of looked things over for about 10 minutes and said yep that'll work hey if you get the That's if you get the seal of approval from guys like Kohler and Schrader and Vodders these are people that have earned their way up through the ranks as well had to make you feel pretty good like you were doing the right thing those little motivation boosts mean a lot you know when you're starting out So you're sitting yep. there in Wichita and uh, and and sleeping on the floor and doing all this stuff. Drive is not a question at that point, as far as your inner drive. What happened when you hit the floor? When you when you went out there the first time? What was running through your mind? Uh, just uh, nerves, you know, and that's still a thing today. Is is nerves, and not so much as is the truck going to make it or perform or not, or it's just wanting to do wanting to do well, you know. Um, one of my one of my big things is yes just want to do well and perform well and as just as a whole package you know it's not always so much about the truck as as it is the driver there you go so so in your head what's doing well at a show now is it taking a win in a in a wheelie contest is it is it uh you know putting a solid show on throughout the weekend like what's what is your success in monster trucks in your head yeah, I mean that's that's what it's got to be is 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 just putting on a solid performance. Um, you know the judges, I, I, I guess, could skew things here and there. That's always been a controversy. You know, is if they're scoring things fairly or not, and that's really never been been a gripe for me. I don't, I'm not there to to shoot for a win every time. You know, I just want to be there and, and put on a good performance and. And I know, I know if I did well or 
or didn't do well, you know, in my own in my own head, I don't need to see scores to say that I did good or or bad. You know what I mean? You know, if you did good or bad. Yeah, absolutely. You you can look around the crew and the other drivers to tell if you did well as well. Has there ever been a time where you've gone back there and and known that you really had an extra special run that uh, that the, you know people came in there and just you know you got the pats on the back you got the smiles you got the that was awesome kind of thing is did any of those stand out to you? Um, not too much, but there has been a few. There's been a few times where you know all the other drivers and crew are like, oh, you won, you know, you won that for sure. But well, that's not what the the scores say. But it was, it's, and after a while, you know, after it happens a few times, you kind of like, well, you know, why do I try as hard as I do? But right. uh, that's not what it's about. You know, like I said, the scores aren't what it's about. It's about putting on a solid show, and and uh, as long as the fans are happy, that's, that's what we're there for, is to uh, put smiles on everybody's face. So the scores really don't, really don't mean anything. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We, Dustin and I had a good conversation. We were gonna try to we we're gonna try to book all the shows and and fix all the scores and all that stuff. But I know that you know in your head you know whether you did you did this and that or not. And uh, that's hey, not to be underspoken. But uh, one of the other things I wanted to make sure that I asked you uh, to mention is, uh, do you have any sponsors, people that take care of you, uh, people that you want to shout out or 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 promote uh, here because you've taken the time to come on here and talk with us. So. Uh, do you got any people that you want to want to talk about that that have helped you? Uh, you know, you've talked about some people, but are, are there any sponsors? Anything you want to talk about? Um, there's a few. There's a couple places in town here. I don't really have any big, you know, big like a, a money sponsor or or anything like that, which obviously would be great. Um, you know, that would be a huge help. And being, you know, racing in Monster Jam in front of thousands of people you know there's there's opportunity for for a sponsor there but um there's been a couple local places here there's a a transmission shop that i worked at for quite a few years red's transmissions here in rockford that uh i was just there a couple weeks ago you know putting uh putting the trans together again you know um you gotta go that's one of the things that takes quite a bit of abuse and it's only good for so long so it was time to do that again and I go in there and I try and uh, try and pay them, you know, at least pay for parts or something. And it's always no, 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 nope, we're here to help you and stuff like that. So and to take the time to uh, to take care of my stuff over, you know, their daily customers' uh, stuff is is pretty cool, you know. That yeah. Somebody takes the takes the time because there's there's nothing uh, to be made there, even if I was paying, you know, it's <laughs> not. Uh, not a ton of money for for you know old 400 but anyway no just help from reds is, is so awesome and uh, another place in town uh midwest or midco lubricants takes care of you know a lot of oils and fluids and stuff for me um just anything i need there for the for the monster truck or the hauler you know that's uh, always a big help so other than that there's uh there's been a few others that here and there you know throw out a a little bit of help here and there but uh no as far as sponsors you know i really haven't had had many and that's not something i guess i'm i'm good at or i guess i don't apply myself to to try and look for a, a sponsor
sponsor, I guess. You know, it's, I guess I'm more in the mechanical thing and just going out and doing the labor part. But uh, something I should look into probably, you know. Hey, um, nothing wrong with earning it on your own back either. I can definitely understand that. So uh, right, wanted to right. ta- wanted to talk about a couple more things and then let you go here. Um, you've you've been here 10 years. You've done the thing for 10 years. So what, what do you see in your future? What are your plans and and you know, is it going to be another ten years? Is you, are you going to get mad at with all the mechanical mischief one day and just hang them up, or what's uh, what's going to be in the future for you? Well, yeah, I guess you never know what the future holds. Um, I'm going to keep at it for for now. You know, I've got a a new chassis sitting in the shop that's uh, about three quarters of the way done, uh, but it's been sitting there three quarters of the way done for a few years now for sure you mm-hmm. know it's just uh, I guess have to, to find the motivation to finish it but sometimes that's hard because you know working the full time job and doing the shows and then trying to find time to, to do regular maintenance on the truck and it just doesn't leave a lot of time for for finishing a new one um, it may happen you know eventually if I uh, put my mind to it you know it could get done you know it's just one of them things hey man if it um, isn't broke that's what they always say but uh you know so if you had another well, you have another chassis built uh you know or in the process of being built a lot of people like to you know make improvements from one one truck to the next if you will i can remember Kohler having one sitting there for a long time before it came out but then once it did his was the first name that popped into your head as far as really tough trucks so uh with the new chassis in mind do you have anything uh, that you'd like to talk about as far as changes you've made to it or the idea behind making another, you know, building another truck? Well, it's, the new one will be, is all tube, whereas the old truck is a square, square main frame rail, which I guess in my opinion there's really nothing wrong with, but um, I do think the, the round tube chassis would be a bit, a bit sturdier. Um, a little bit longer wheelbase. This old truck is 130, 136 or so, or just under that, which eh, is a little bit short for some of the stuff we're we're doing now. You know, a longer wheelbase obviously handles uh, a bit better, balanced better. Um, the motor would sit lower in the new truck um, for better, you know, center of gravity and balance. Um, would upgrade the shocks, you know, a little bit better, uh, better shocks and more travel on a, on the new truck and just, yeah, same thing. It would just be, you know, an upgrade, stronger and better stuff. Get to have, uh, get to have more fun out there too. Definitely. So, uh, I always try to close out these, these deals with a couple good notes, a couple major things. So, uh, do you have a favorite freestyle or wheelie contest that you have ever experienced, seen, taken part in? Uh, personal or uh, drivers that you like to watch as well on the track. So combination question, basically favorite freestyle, favorite person to watch freestyle. Uh, so favorite of your own and then favorite person to watch. Oh boy. Well, as far as drivers that I like to watch, let's start with that. Um, Pablo, Pablo and Grave Digger is, is great. Um, you know, always very, very controlled um you know he seems to always know exactly where the truck is 
you know, if you do watch some of the smaller arena shows that he does, you know, it's it's not just a an accident what he what he does out there. You know, he he's always right on the the edge and can always seem to uh, seem to bring it back. You know, mm-hmm. um, somebody that uh, I like to watch that seems to be not not calculated, I guess, would be. Uh, would be Tom, you know. <laughs> Tom Mintz is, is always just going for broke, uh, no matter uh, what's broke on the truck. If if uh, if it'll still move or they'll let him run, you know, he's not afraid to, you know, fly it off the biggest ramp with uh, with no, you know, half the shocks missing off it. <laughs> it just he has no fear. It doesn't matter. I guess um, the pain doesn't affect him because the trucks don't. Uh, don't don't land the greatest when everything's working, much less when uh, when half your shocks are gone. It's got to be <laughs> quite brutal. You know? Amen. Oh, that's eh, enjoyable to watch. Um, favorite uh, run for for me is that was that the other half of the question. Yep. Um, I guess Detroit uh, a few years ago, probably two years ago, I was uh, in Detroit and had a pretty decent freestyle there uh, a fun one anyways it was the first time uh that they brought a motor home out <clears throat> right before i was to go out so i guess the writing was on the wall at that point it's like well you can't just drive around it and not hit it you know or leave it for somebody else you know i was gonna have to hit it which was totally cool with me that was that was fun and that was a different experience it's probably the first time well, I think I'd hit them at home or buses or campers, whatever, in the past, sure. But um, Different when you're at Ford Field, though. <laughs> What's that? A little different when you're at Ford Field, though. you got a bigger audience in that yes, one. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, there was, a, uh, I don't know, probably a good couple inches of snow on the roof of it, but I didn't see that beforehand, obviously. I didn't know it until I hit it, and the whole cat you know, got filled with snow on that field. But, you know, I got a good face full of snow and water and whatever <laughs> there. So that added a little excitement to the run. But, no, it was a pretty good, pretty solid freestyle. You were Ice Cream that Man was. before Ice Cream Man. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly, right? right. There you go. Back there yeah. making slushies with that the camper. A, that was a fun one. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. When you when you came back, when you get out of the cab, how did you feel? I mean, were you were you pumped up? Well, a little bit, sure. Yeah, absolutely. That was, uh, like I said, one of the better ones. You know, like I said, you know, when you did a good job, and um, I guess I guess I'm getting a little bit older here or something, because sometimes I'll get a little bit winded after a run, you know, and having to run around and <laughs> and uh, do all that, but. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I like I tell everybody, it's like uh, driving a monster truck's like trying to make a, a farm tractor look fast. You know, there's a lot going on there, a lot of shifting and switches and steering and and stuff. And I guess maybe uh, I don't know if it's a habit for everybody, and I've never really asked, but I think I tend to hold my breath sometimes on on uh, you know if I know it's going to be a bit of a rough landing or I can see it's going to be a, a sideways landing or something I'd probably you know hold my breath or tense up a little bit and that doesn't uh, when you're doing that for a minute and a half it doesn't uh, doesn't really help your uh, 
your wind, you know, your breath. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, you've made, you've built your own farm tractor after seeing all these other farm tractors running around and you've come through for 10 years now, lived your dream. And I want to be the, you know, 200 bazillionth person to thank you for all that you've done uh, for the sport and congratulate you on your success. And Hey, uh, you're hitting a lot of places this first quarter. Let's wrap this thing up. And, uh, you know, just want to, like I said, thank you for coming on the podcast. And of course, uh, if you got any any closing statements for people, where they can find you, all that kind of stuff, and now's the time, man. Right. Well, I mean, you can uh, obviously find it uh, there on the website, mechanicalmischief4x4.com, or you can uh, catch up on Facebook. Sometimes I'm a, a little bit slack about uh, throwing updates out there on, on that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, and I know that's important, you know, when I was uh, – Starting out, you know, I'd look on trucks, websites, or wherever, and it, you know, you wouldn't see an update or something for for a year or something or six months or more. And if it's something that uh, a truck that you're interested in and wondering what's going on, it can be a long time to wait for an update. So yeah, Definitely. I get it. If uh, if people check in there and they're like, oh god, you know, he's not doing nothing or whatever, but uh, no, that's not the case. You know, everybody gets busy and and uh, kind of slacks off on the, on some of that stuff. Well, we're going to make sure that we got your schedule up there by the time this thing's released. Get uh, get the full first right. quarter ready for uh, for Jim Burns. Mechanical Mischief coming to an arena near you. And he's has he does not have to worry about that sleeping on the floor thing anymore. He's moved up. I want you guys to know he's good and safe. <laughs> Thanks yeah. a lot, Jim. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've made some upgrades. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Robbie, and thanks for uh, taking care of the website for me and stuff you've done that for many years now and it's greatly appreciated awesome man thank you we will talk to you soon okay thanks and uh hope to see everybody soon okay guys that wraps up this week's interview with jim burns of mechanical mischief we wish jim all the luck in the current season here on monster jam on the tour and in general with his new truck lots of news on the way from the mechanical mischief team so don't forget You can follow them at MechanicalMischief4x4.com. And you can always ask us any questions you like about anything having to do with monster trucks on our Twitter handle. That is TheAllMonster on Twitter. So check us out and be on the lookout for the new Monster Truck Podcast by AllMonster.com very soon. Thanks for watching.